Do you want to talk a few minutes, Fritzy, about your sojourn towards a premiership, sojourn towards a Clive Churchill medal? Tell me this, uh, you lost your last two games going into the finals. What was the mindset back in those times? We're going back to 2005, a real snappy little chat with Scotty Prince, the former Clive Churchill medalist. Um, well, in around 13, we will come in 13th. So we had to win, I think we won nine or 10 straight on the trot, which able to get us into the top four. Uh, with two, three rounds remaining, we, uh, we, we cemented a spot in the top four. We lost our two last round games. And uh, certainly it was one of those things, you know, it's the first time the West Tigers were playing in the semifinals. So everyone was excited about that. Um, and it is human nature when you come into the final round and you know you've got semifinals uh, with the final series starting next week, you don't want to get injured. And that was, that was the feel. Um, certainly, you know, that's something that will be on the minds of some of these teams currently in, in, in the final round of the NRL. But certainly does play a, a mental uh, role on you. And, um, yeah, that, that, was, that was it. Everyone was yeah. excited about being involved in semifinals, so you didn't want to get injured. You flogged the Bulldogs in round 24, 54 points to two. And as you say, you had the two losses, Melbourne, you lost to Penrith. Yep. Can I ask you the question, maybe this happened before this, at what point, and you hadn't won a premiership before, at what point did you realise in that season or did the team realise in that season, you know what, we can win this? Was there a defining moment that you recall? I think it was the fact that when we won those, I think, nine straight that we, we had the team that we, we, could, we could beat anybody. And that, that, it, was all, it all come down to self-belief. Didn't matter if we were eight behind, ten behind with ten, ten minutes to go, we knew we were going to win that game. And if you get that in the team, yeah. where there was just everyone was composed, it's okay, we got this. And then we crank it up another two gears, boom, we get the win. So just with that, it would have been through the period uh, in those nine wins, but throughout the final series was was when we rolled the, the Dragons in that prelim. That was a massive game. To this day, was the hardest club game I've ever played. You you took on the Cowboys in week one, 50 points to six. You flogged the Broncos, 34 points to six. So you played two finals games, the West Tigers, the first two finals games ever for the West Tigers. And your aggregate score so far is 84 points to 12. You're absolutely humming. But as you say, you take on the Dragons in the prelim final, Sydney Football Stadium, 20 points to 12. At what point of that match did you know that, okay, we're off to a grand final. This is happening. I think with the team they had, it wasn't until that final hooter went. Um, you know, I think at the time they had five or six uh, State of Origin and Australian representatives. Uh, Trent Barrett, I think they had all the momentum in the last 10 minutes. So as soon as that uh, hooter went, I, I knew that we were in the it. final. But we played right up to the, the full 80 and it was... That's the, the respect that we had to all our opponents, especially the Dragons. I mean, that was a tough game. It, it was a tough game. Really shocked the rugby league world. People were expecting it. was just a, an assumption that Parramatta would take on the Dragons. It was only two teams were going to be there. Neither would be there. Uh, one of the master strokes out of that that I recall, Mark Gasnier had a spell, had an absolute spell on the Tigers. He would score two tries, three tries, <laughs> multiple tries every time he played them. Timmy Sheen's come up with a master stroke for a player to mark him in that big final, didn't he? Yeah. Big it was Paddy Richards. Paddy Richards, that's it. I think it was all around the basis of to control him, you could control the Dragons. They knew that he was their strike power out wide, um, and it was a big man on big man. So I think they moved Benji to the wing. That was the whole ploy going to the finals. Benji to the wing, Paddy in the centres um, with our defence, and then with our attacks, 
If Robbie Farrah ran the ball from dummy half, the next bloke that would run it would, would be a back-to-back dummy half run was Dean Hallitow. Yeah. And just it ripped teams apart through the middle. Uh, hence the reason why he played so well in that final um, against the Dragons, Dean Hallitow. But all through the finals, if you watch back, every time that Robbie Farrah ran from dummy half, Dean would be pushing blokes out of the way yeah. to get there because that was our play. Back-to-back dummy half runs, speed up the play of the ball, had the quickest play of the ball, then we play off the back of that. I was in the extended squad. I didn't play at all that season, really, but I vividly remember it was a flashy team, scored plenty of points, but Tim Sheen's had these Avery labels that everyone had to have in their cupboards, uh, in their shower, in their car, wherever they were most, and I still remember it to these day. He said, if we are the best in these three things, it was kick chase, quick play the ball, market offence, and he just worried about those three things, they would win the comp, and sure enough, you did, and how long ago is that? That's 15 years ago, and we still remember those three points. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's a simple part of rugby league that, uh, that if you do correctly will win most games. And, and more importantly, I mean, we see it with the Melbourne Storm. They do the little things correct yep. each and every week, hence the reason why they're so consistent. And not to mention, you got Craig Bellamy ripping and tearing it from the, from the sidelines. Yeah, so you wake up the next day, it's in the papers, Tigers are off to a grand final. What, what stands out to you that week or that morning of the game or prior to the game? What, is, what stands out to you? Is there any vivid remember? You know, it might be the weirdest memory you've got, but is there something that you vividly recall doing that week, thinking about that week? Yeah. Well, you hear all the stories and, um, you know, people go, oh, it's, it's the best week of your life. Yeah. For me, I was so nervous. I think I, yeah, the old tummy was a bit upset. I didn't go to a lot of, uh, a lot of official events due to that. Um, I just couldn't wait for the week to finish. Yeah. I want, I, you know, we're here, let's just get the game done. And then I, I wasn't settled until we walked through the tunnel, until we ran on the field, and I felt comfortable. All the lead-up talk, uh, all, the, all the grand final events, it was all hype, and that's all great for the game. But for me, I was so nervous, I just wanted to take the field. So you felt relief getting onto on, the field? Onto the field. I just, Did you now? Oh, Mate, there was times there, each and every night, you think about the outcome, you think about the game, in, you know, in, in sport and especially, you know, our game. If you think about it too much, you play the game, you know, before it actually happens and you, you lose all that nervous energy. So it was a struggle to get to sleep. So once, I just couldn't wait for game day and get out on, to get out on the field. And once, once we were able to run out, I felt more settled. I thought, this is it. We've got 80 minutes. Because as Tim, Tim Sheen said, we just bought ourselves a ticket in the, in, in, the, in the lottery. Yeah. So when you're behind the post that first time they scored a try, was it Bowman or uh, Matty, Matty Bowen? Matty Bowen, Matty yeah. Bowen. What, what's the talk at that stage? But, yeah, the talk was... You're the captain. Are you the dominant talker or is there another voice that you hear a lot from? Or? No, no, no. Everyone's sort of, I guess, a leader in, in their own right. And that's the way we approached it. Like, I looked at me being a captain was... Uh, it wasn't going to change my, uh, my, my role in the team as a halfback and, and director of the side, but everyone ha- was a leader in their own right. But it was the fact that off those nine victories, as I said, throughout the year, they got off to a great start. Everyone was settled. All right, sweet. Mm. They were able to get that one. Let's see if they can do it again. Let's get back to you know what we know and, and our blueprint on where we want to target them and, and our structures and focus, focusing on those three, uh, three elements of what Tim Sheen's you know, drilled into us throughout the year. Benji goes back for the for the reception, the kick yep. reception, and everyone knows the rest of the story. He flicked past to Paddy Richards, and Paddy Richards yells out something to the crowd, which you can't actually repeat. It was something along the lines of, <laughs> how the bloody hell did you like that, right? Uh, he yells that to the crowd. But before that all happened, the kick goes through, 
and they actually don't get to that point without a little subtle play you do. There's a little check and run. Someone's charging through with the kick, and I think it's Jonathan Thurston. You just give him a little subtle check, and it's enough for him not to get there. Yeah, it wasn't actually me. I was on the other side, and I was trying to get some oxygen. So who am I, I dobbing in on here? Um, it may have been probably Benny Galea or someone Benny like that. Yeah, maybe. because, you know, everyone, we see it in a game today about, you know, escorts and stuff like that. We see it just with the attacking kick, yeah. but most teams, it's hard to see, but most teams should be doing that off general play kick anyway, just to, to break up that kick chase. So if you've got one or two staggers in, yeah. in, the, in your defensive line, that's where you see op- opportunity and, and can create a, a bit of a hole, especially on the, the first two, three plays of a, of a set coming out of trouble. And if you can win those first three plays, they start to set off well. So it was just un- uh, unfortunate for the Cowboys, uh, left a massive hole, and Benji pretty much took, took care of the rest. Three really quick questions. Winning the comp a life changer? Yes. Yes. Next question. You've played the game of your life. At what point do you know you're the Clive Churchill medalist? I, I didn't care. I, I, with all due respect, I was just so happy and relieved that over over the whole, I guess, career that I had an opportunity to play in the grand final, but to win one with the boys we had was something special. And to hear my name being called out for that, that was just a, a bonus. I, I, I didn't think I was the best. I just did my role, and I thought there were you know, better players on the night. Benji was one of them. Robbie did his job. Uh, our forwards were outstanding. Yep. Le, you know, Anthony LaFranchi yep. scored an absolute uh, you know, blinder of a try. There were just so many things uh, in terms of other players did on the night, and I just played my role. Last question. and I, I, You can't sit on the fence here. <laughs> it was one of the great spines. Who got the best out of Scott Prince that year? Robbie Farrar, Benji Marshall, Brett Hodgson. Um, it, it was weird. Like, I think we all fed off each other. When Hodge played well, it made us play well. Uh, when Robbie, when Robbie was dangerous from dummy half, it, it sort of tightened the the defence up. So Benji would have a good game. You know, if, if the guys were targeting Benji defensively. It, it opened space up for me, or Robbie, or, or Hodge. But I don't know. The, the beauty about it is that we all we played the majority of the games throughout the year. So yeah. the, the injuries played a massive role. We had no injuries in the in those four. Uh, I guess they call it the spine. Um, but the, the beauty about it is that we were all on the same page. You know, there was a wink, there was a Yahoo, or yeah, yeah. and that that was that was <laughs> it. When Benji wanted the ball, all I had to do was create a one-on-one tackle with Benji with the ball in hand and he did the rest. He just sit, sit back and marvel at yeah. his footwork. I tried my best. Couldn't get it out of you. 